0: I would like for you to turn to Acts the the 8th chapter, Acts the 8th chapter and uh, the 26th verse. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understand thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he said, and he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the Scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his sheriff, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. As they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What does hinder me uh, to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest." And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. This is what we present and recall as we talk to people about becoming a Christian of the conversion of the Ethiopian eunuch. A eunuch was a person who was made a eunuch by an operation so that their reproductive organs would not be working and no doubt this is what happened to this man and he was a servant of the queen he no doubt was a person who was a proselyte or was a jew we think of the ethiopian eunuch as being maybe black or african what we'd call african-american today we have no way of knowing whether that was true, but since he came to worship, he has been taught about the Jewish religion. And he'd been, an a proselyte was the one who kept, if he had come over to the Jewish religion, he would come over to uh, the keeping their feast and other things. But the thrust of the lesson is, is that the preacher who had just been in Samaria, Philip, and had been preaching Christ to them. I want you to turn back to the the beginning of that chapter. Paul had been taking the lives of Christians. And the first verse says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. That is, to Stephen's death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem, and they were scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial, and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church. Entering into every house and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore, they were scattered abroad. Uh, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. So this was an, this was not just to Philip, but that was to all Christians who, would, who had been Christians, and it meant enough to them, and they believed in it enough that they were going. Everywhere preaching that Christ was alive. Christ was alive, and Christ was ready to come into every man's heart. And uh, they wanted him so, so much that they'd go through persecution and all the conflicts that it caused, even people threatening you to take your life. That's how important it was for people to just receive Christ and let him work in their life. The fourth verse says, they preached the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ. He preached Christ, but he preached the word. Fourth verse. But he preached something else. Look at the sixth verse. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, the word, Christ, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. He confirmed what he said was true by miracles. For plain spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with policy, and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in the city. But uh, there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city was a new sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. Just because they said that, didn't make it so. He wasn't. And to him they had regard, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorcerers. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, Now look up in verse 4. He preached the Word. Look at verse 5. He preached Christ. But verse 12, he preached the kingdom of God. That means God is reigning. God is real. God is alive. God is with us. God is available. And he also did it by the authority of Jesus Christ. That's what it means by the name of Jesus Christ. And then they were baptized, both men and women. Now the next verse shows that this person had been deceiving people, he also, remember, he heard the word, he heard Christ, and he heard about the kingdom of God. And he believed it and he was baptized and he continued with Philip and wondered beholding the miracles and signs which were done now what happened was that when Philip baptized him and he saw that was a wonderful thing that If he just had that, he'd been telling people what he could do, but if he had that power that on whomsoever he laid hands, he could cause them to do those things, he knew he could make a lot of money that way. And he asked When the apostles which were of Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And what that was, was the power to perform miracles that was given only by the laying on of the apostles' hands. Look at verse 16. For as yet it was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized, except, only and except can be interchanged. Except they had been baptized in the name of Jesus. Well, if you're baptized in the name of Jesus, I want you to turn back to Acts 2. Turn back to Acts 2. You've got to, you've got to see that. What do they do on the day of Pentecost when they were baptized in the name of Jesus? Look at verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. What for? For the remission of sins. And what did you receive? Gift of the Holy Spirit. What was that? That's just that's what everybody receives is believes and is baptized. Everybody receives that. Now, if you want to know a passage of Scripture, just look at 5.32, chapter 5 and verse 32. And we are witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that who? Obey Him. Now, who obeyed Him? Well, the ones on Pentecost, they obeyed Him. They said, yeah, He's the Son of God. They repented of their sins, and they were baptized. And they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now look back over in chapter 8 and verse 17. Then laid they their hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. But back up and read the 16th verse. For as yet it was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Well, what is it when you're baptized in the name of Jesus? Well, according to Acts two thirty-eight; you receive the Holy Spirit. But that's just the ordinary gift that everybody receives when they're baptized into Christ. But the next one there was given only by the laying on of the apostles' hands. I want you to look at 18. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of Philip's hands, no, that's not it. The apostles' hands. The Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money. While well, he had already received the Holy Spirit. Look down in, in verse 13. Then Simon himself believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with him. Well, what do you do according to Acts 2.38 when you believe and are baptized? You receive the remission of sins and you, you give are given the Holy Spirit. But what did Acts 5.32 say? He said he gives the Holy Spirit to them that obey him. He had obeyed the death of their own and the resurrection of Christ. But this was the laying on of the hands to lay it on somebody else, like the apostles did, have them do. Nobody did that except the apostles. Now look at verse 19. Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, not just to perform miracles, but on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. For what purpose? Well, that's to perform miracles. Now, Peter said, Thou money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. He knew what he was thinking. He wanted to pay him for that. He wanted to charge for it. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the fault of thine heart may be forgiven. And he said, well, he said, I perceive that you're in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And old Simon believed him. And that's an example for us that... that teach us that we can't buy that kind of power and that people today don't have that kind of power. The apostles had it. It was to confirm the truth. It was to confirm the gospel. And he said, You pray ye to the Lord for me that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, Returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Now comes the Ethiopian unit. Philip just keeps on preaching. The same thing we're supposed to preach today. Same thing I don't preach this morning until I'm preaching. It. That Christ is alive. That he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament Scriptures. And this When this Ethiopian eunuch was reading Isaiah 53, he said, I don't understand what I'm reading. I need some help. Come up here and help me. He went up and helped me. Now, he did the same thing that they did on Pentecost. He did the same thing they did in Acts 8 when he was preaching the Word, when he was preaching Christ, and when he was preaching the kingdom. We don't know what all he said. But the scripture here says he took this passage. He took this passage in Isaiah 53 that talks about a lamb. A thousand years before Christ came to the earth, there was a prophet preaching and teaching that Christ would die for you and me. And that he would be the life God, the life Christ, that people would accept and would dwell in them, and people were having at that time to give their life because they believed in him. And he created the whole universe. And you know today, we're still preaching. And they continued preaching after they baptized Philip, after they baptized Simon and others. And Philip continued to preach, and he had four virgin daughters that prophesied and taught. That's later on in the book of Acts. They were teaching everybody that Christ was alive that he was the Savior of the world, that he was the one who died, was buried, and rose again. And it was our great God who created all things and came, and he came in flesh. And he took upon himself the likeness of human beings, and he became the sacrifice for man's sins. And when an individual believes that, when we believe that we are of the human race and that we have a sin problem and that there's no way we can be delivered from it except through the blood of Christ and we believe it and when a person preaches the word and he preaches Christ and he preaches the kingdom it's preaching Christ alive to the degree that if the Ethiopian eunuch said, well, here's water. What does Why did he ask that? Why did he ask that? It didn't say he said he preached Christ. Because it includes the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord in the flesh. And it it includes his resurrection by the power of God and taking on the human flesh again and demonstrating that that's our deliverance and that's our salvation. And that's exactly what he did. And you know, in in Luke, the 24th chapter, he was raised from the dead. People didn't believe him. Mary didn't believe him. She thought he was a gardener. But finally she mustered up courage and she went back and she said, Our Lord is risen. And our Lord said, Go tell Peter. And she went to tell him. Peter didn't believe it. The others didn't believe it. It was a difficult thing for them to believe. And Jesus was walking around in the flesh. And two of them were on their road to Emmaus. And he walked along with them and, and they weren't able to see who it was. He said, why are you say it? Sad? He said, well, the one we thought would deliver Israel and bring us back to reign in this old world and make us the great nation that we were in the time of, of uh, David, we thought he was going to do it, and, and now he's dead. But he was alive. And so he began to talk with them. And he began to preach Christ. He did just like the Philip did when he reached over in the Old Testament except in Luke 24 he said he went to the Law and the Psalms and the Prophets and said Oh, ye of little faith why it takes so long for you to believe what is in the Scriptures and their hearts burned within them when he opened up what he had taught them for three and a half years Jesus preached the Word. He preached Christ. He preached Isaiah 53. Because he opened up the law and the Psalms and prophets and showed them that he fulfilled it. Now, the challenge today is do you believe it? Here is a chapter in the book of Acts that has a number of people working. It has uh, an enemy, Paul, that's killing off people. And and Stephen has just gone to heaven. And Jesus let him in and and raised up the curtain and let us see uh, the entrance that he had. And he received his spirit. and, And he received his wonderful attitude. And he said, oh, don't lay this into their charge. Just receive my spirit. And don't hold them accountable. They don't know what you, what they're doing. Well, Jesus knew about that, and all of that was happening, and pe- just because that people said they believed Jesus Christ could reign in human life. Now, you think there's disbelief today? Yeah, there are probably people who get up and walk out of this auditorium without Christ. Maybe because they... They haven't, They don't know whether he's alive or not. They won't let him in to their life. And there are people who will probably leave here, this members of the body, that will never say or share this good news to anybody this week. And then the, the message comes flashing back to us when Jesus said, When the Lord comes, will he, have, will he find faith upon the earth? Jesus is alive. You don't let him in your heart this morning? You're going to put him on? Galatians 3, verse 26 and 27 said, We're all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Just as many of us, as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There's so many passages in Romans, the sixth chapter, the, the Apostle Paul, who was there persecuting the church, writes later and says, Oh, he said, don't you not know that we were all buried with him by baptism into the death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life for we were buried with him by baptism into death. Now like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. But the old man has been crucified with him. The body of sin has been destroyed. And we have a new life. And he says it so many places and teaches it. And he says we're all baptized by one spirit into one body. Jesus gave himself for his body of people and his body of people who were people who believe he is the Son of God and that he lives today. And they take that and they cherish that faith and Christ lives in them. Does he live in you? All you have to do is confess it. You know what the Ethiopian eunuch said? said, well, here's water, what does hinder me to be baptized? I wonder how he found out about that. Well, if he followed the preaching in Acts 2.38 and the next few sermons, they were all being baptized. And it was a symbol of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And it was a washing, a way of our sins and the blood of Christ. But it just depicted, when you said, yes, I believe he is the one that died, I believe he was the one that's buried, I believe he was the one that rose, I I claim that Christ. I claim that blood. I claim that forgiveness. Not only for my past sins, but for sins that I may even commit in the future or any time. And you can tonight, today. We're going to give you an opportunity to go away rejoicing like the Ethiopian eunuch did as we stand together and